Today's episode is brought to you by Riverside, your online recording studio. Hi, welcome to the Creator Hub for the Culture. On this podcast, we talk about all things creator economy so that you can grow and monetize your brand as a creator. I'm Lloyd. And I'm Ash. And today we have an exciting podcast. We'll be talking about why we created a Patreon, YouTube's demonetization of videos, why social media could be a game changer for your podcast, and why you shouldn't count out Instagram just yet. Before we dive in, just a few quick notes. Number one, if you haven't checked out our Patreon, please do so. It's going to be linked below in the show notes, um, but you can also find it at patreon.com slash creator hub. That's creator with the number eight. Um, secondly, we do have a newsletter called uh, the Creator Hub Newsletter. We talk about all things creator economy. If you really want to level up as a creator, that is the place you need to be. Lastly, if you know someone who made their New Year's resolution to become a creator, whether that's starting a podcast or starting a YouTube, please, please, please make sure you share uh, this podcast episode with them. It would really help us out quite a bit. Now that we got that out the way, Ash, how was your week? It was good, but I feel like before we get into that, we need to settle or squash. Apparently, we have some internet beef. Do we? Yeah, I've been hearing some rumblings that you have a problem with me since the last um, teaser video that we put out about Pilates and um, people thought it was funny, but apparently you didn't think it was funny. So I'm just trying to go to the source like what's what's good. If I did have a problem, I would be well at my rights because you did come for me just a tiny bit. No, I was just speaking my truth, but, you know, in this day and age, not everyone is a fan of facts, I, so... I, I thought about banning you from the podcast, honestly. <laughs> I was going to do it, like, I was going to tell you to come, and I was going to put it an hour later, and when you came, I'm like, oh, we just wrapped up. <laughs> but... All right. That is neither here nor there. Okay. You know Well, what? if you say it's nothing, it's nothing. We'll squash it. Right. We'll squash it. Okay. Um, what would you say was the high of your week? Well, my mom got us tickets to the Shantae Moore concert um, for Christmas. And so we got to see her at the, well, it was supposed to be at the city winery, but it ended up being at Howard University's uh, theater. And it was amazing. She was a amazing. Um, so that was my highlight. Yeah, that was definitely like up there too. That was an amazing performance and she just has such amazing energy. And there's just something about seeing someone that can perform well with a live band. And it's just, there's a specific energy in the air. Thanks mom. <laughs> and, um, I will say I'll put that as like my top two. I really enjoyed that. And that was an awesome date night. I'd say the high of my week was this week. I found out that my mom and dad both got their green cards approved, which if you're an immigrant and you're listening to this, you already know how difficult that whole entire journey is. It's literally mm -hmm. felt like a 15 year journey, but I'm just really grateful that that happened. And, you know, I still can't believe it happened. And so I'd say that was like the high of my week. 
Yes. Another awesome thing. Yeah. Um, we've got a lot of exciting things to talk about. I feel like it's the top of the year and there's a lot happening in the creator economy. Um, I want to start with Patreon because even though we created our Patreon and we've spoken about it a few times, I do feel like it felt kind of like a soft launch. I don't feel like we've been like aggressively promoting it. I don't even think we told people why we started a Patreon. And so that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. And I don't know. I just feel like I'm really excited about this. And, you know, to quote one of the great poet laureates um, by the name of Belle Calise, you know, we don't dance now. We make money moves. So, yeah, I feel like that's pretty centered to where we are and why we're here. 100%. And I, I don't know if you like feel, I don't know if you feel this way too, but I don't like feeling like I'm dependent on these big platforms. Like I don't like feeling like if, if Instagram decides to show my content to a lot of people, then a lot of people see it. I like feeling kind of like, Hey, I'd rather have a hundred dedicated people that really rock with my content than a thousand. And if Patreon is the place I find those people, I'm totally cool with that. Yeah. And also we just want to practice what we preach we talk all the time in the newsletter about the importance of having direct access to your audience and not um, only depending on brand deals and partnerships to create your income as a as a creator because as we know especially as people of color oftentimes you're lowballed you're dealing yeah. with um, companies that don't really see your value even though you have it and are you going to let that be the reason why you end up having to go back to your full-time job because you're not able to make it financially in this in this economy you know with just brand partnerships and if you're able to do that that's awesome but it's always best to be able to diversify and so that's us doing that as well yeah 100 percent. and i think that we put a lot of effort in studying other people's patreons that we feel like do a good job of creating community and thinking through how we can add as much value as possible to our audience that are going to consider joining our patreon so if you're listening to this Please make sure you check out the show notes or visit patreon.com slash creator hub. We would love to have you in our Patreon. We're going to be sharing a lot of exclusive giveaways, a lot of exclusive tips, and so even exclusive content as well. And so make sure you're there. We would love to have you there. Um, also, as you check it out, if you have feedback or things that you'd like us to include, make sure you shout us out and let us know. Um, the second thing I want to talk about today did kind of have people in an uproar a little bit. And I think as people transition from TikTok, from Instagram to YouTube, because they know that is where you can make money, people are wanting and expecting a more transparency from YouTube. And I don't know that YouTube is always transparent. In comparison to TikTok and other platforms, they seem kind of like the good guy. They're announcing all these monetization tactics, but they don't always do the best job of sharing all of the updates they make to the platform with creators like us. The big thing that came out three days ago is they officially announced, they updated their terms, and they decided that videos with profanity will automatically de be demonetized. So if they hear profanity within the first eight seconds of the video, that video will no longer be eligible to make money. What do you think of that? I mean, I'm a Christian, so I don't curse. Um, <laughs> what's so funny? Nothing. Think about something else. Oh, okay. Somebody else. Cause yeah. I mean, um, but no, I, I get it. Yeah. You know, I know how people 
love to use a little extra colorful language to put some more flavor on whatever the point is they're trying to get across. But at the same time, I get it for YouTube. Um, their main concern is their advertisers. Yeah. And if the advertisers have concerns about the quality of the content and who's getting exposed to certain content um, while their brands are being advertised on these different channels, then... Yeah, the the money talks. They're going to go in the direction of what the advertisers are want out of, you know, where their ads are going to be seen. So, yeah, I, I definitely get that. I think a lot of the controversy was around the fact that maybe they were already doing this and kind of shadow banning, so yeah. to speak, or demonetizing people's um, videos in the past for this already and other more. I guess you would consider it more adult or explicit content. You can see a lot of this type of rhetoric in like the the gossip type shows and yeah. other platforms like that. But it wasn't vocal. They weren't vocal about it. Yeah. So I think now that it's finally coming out that they're establishing that this is a new rule where some people are like, no, this has already been a rule. You just didn't tell us before in the past. We were just suffering the consequences. Yeah. Um, at least it's out there now. But I, I could see why it's called causing a brouhaha yeah. of sorts. But do you feel like <laughs> brands really care about that, though? Do you think like, I mean, part of what I keep hearing all these platforms say is we want you to be authentic. We want you to be yourself. This is like, you know, you don't have to change for social media or for your YouTube platforms. And then when people try and do that, it seems like they say, whoa, whoa, whoa like our brands won't like that. Our brands won't like that change. Like tone it down a little. I mean, I believe if they're doing it, clearly brands have an issue. Mm -hmm. And maybe not all of them, but a lot of them have clearly expressed it. I don't see YouTube going out of their way to do an extra step in anything yeah. on the back end if it hasn't been something that's been brought up by brands. Yeah. I Personally, I don't. What do you think? 100%. I, I agree. I Sometimes I feel like it's that, like maybe they do care. But I also wonder sometimes if it's just like an extra step to control people. If it's an extra step to like keep creators in line, so to speak, I just don't get like why, like why, like there's man, lots of brands. Got these that, conspiracy like, I just, theories. I'm just man. saying, there's lots of brands. Some that, things are just good business moves. Everything is not I a conspiracy theory. I agree, but if that is the case, then it would be like there's lots of brands that I feel like um, fit that authentic. If you look at Red Bull, for example, where it's very much, this is very much in line with like who we are, be yourself. And they do exceptionally well. Allegedly. And, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Right. And so I guess like with, with YouTube, I think making this broad sort of rule that impacts creators, I think is just, I'm not against it. I'm just, I'm just I saying. I mean, it sounds like you're like really fighting for the ability to just use expletives. Like it's a if you have a lot to get off your chest and. I want to know I can do that. Wow. So, okay. But I, I do think, though, that like the bigger point here, I think to your point, is like, what would it look like for platforms to be more transparent? Because we don't know, like maybe over the last 10 years, you know, creators could have been not, their videos could have been not getting promoted because YouTube hasn't been transparent about this policy that they clearly have. So um, I'm excited to see how it plans out. I'm excited to see how people adjust to it. Um, it would be pretty interesting if people decided that you know what i'm not going to curse for the first eight seconds but after that who cares um so overall i'm excited just to see how creators embrace this new rule and i'm just excited to see youtube doing the good lord's work <laughs> amen <laughs> you've been watching too much greenleaf um so the oh, next greenleaf i know i did too i was just thinking about that i know 
Um, so the the next thing I want to talk about here is I wrote a blog um, with. Yeah, and I wish I had those sound effects. Maybe that's what we'll do next time. Um, but it was in partnership with a brand called ACAS, which is a, a hosting company. Um, and shout out to them for letting me write that blog. Um, but I talk about sort of like how podcasters can use social media to grow their podcast, which I think is a conversation a lot of people are having. Like, it seems like there's a lot of noise around the topic, but I don't think people ever use like practical tips, like show me exactly like what platform should I use? How should I pick the platform? How should I post the videos? And that's a lot of what I try and include in that blog. But I just wanted to take sort of like the two points that I think are like the biggest points in the, the article and talk about them here. The first was just sort of like that, like podcasting is like a megaphone, right? And we get the opportunity to share things in our audiences is listening right now. Um, but social media creates a different dynamic and makes it two way so that now your audience can also engage with you. And I don't know that a lot of podcasters view social media like that, that that's a way you can hear from your audience, whether it's for feedback, whether it's for insight, for questions. I mean, what do you think about that? No, I, I think that's a really good point. Um, and probably because of the way podcasting started out and it not being you know, a big social media movement in the beginning, I think creators got used to it being this one way form of communication. But over time, I will say I've seen some pretty, pretty cool posts of and clips of videos on TikTok and Instagram, and even YouTube of people's podcasts. And I feel like the traction that that gives them and of course, they're going to pick the most salacious clip, but it helps it really does work. Um, for better and for worse, some podcasts, I only knew about them. Yeah, because of TikTok. And you know, I can't unsee and unhear, but most of it has been good. So, yeah, I, I think that was a great tip that you included in it. Yeah. And I like kind of where you're going with that, which is that like, I think in addition to sort of like hearing from your audience, I also don't think people acknowledge that like every time you post on TikTok, they are going to share that video with at least 200 to 250 people just to like survey that video and determine if it's a good video and if they should keep promoting it. But even if they don't, at least 200 new people have now seen your content and that's an opportunity that you had to grow your audience. Um, and so that is something I hope that more creators lean into this idea that like, yo, I just need to put myself out there. Yeah. People at least will get the opportunity to like respond, see your content. And if that, I mean, if you post one video a day for five days, that's like a thousand people right there. Right. So I think there's a huge opportunity for people to leverage social in that way. Um, if you think you may like this article, um, I go on to talk about a few additional things, sort of like um, social media platforms you should be using for your podcast, which platforms are the easiest to use and which platforms have the most opportunity for engagement. So I hope you check it out and I hope you give me some feedback to let me know how you like it. Hey, just a quick sec. Here's something I bet you didn't know. When you record your podcast virtually using platforms like Zoom, they're literally lowering the quality of your audio and video to ensure that there is no lag during your call. This is why if you want your podcast to be the highest quality audio and video, you need Riverside. Now, you're probably wondering if this could help your podcast. I have a 15% off discount code for you to see for yourself. Use the promo code CREATORHUB and start creating with Riverside FM today. The third thing, before I actually go to the third point, I actually have a bone to pick with you, actually, because 
I was on your laptop getting ready for this podcast interview and I went to YouTube to learn how I can connect these microphones and on the very home page I saw my video that I published on YouTube on my channel and you hadn't watched it and it had been over 72 hours. So we need to talk about Wait, that. Whoa, whoa, Is whoa, your spouse whoa. obligated to support your content? What are, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I plead the fifth. <laughs> we'll come back to this topic at a later date. Um, but the last thing. The last thing on our list <laughs> that we need to talk about, because we'll talk about that after. The last mm. thing on our list is Instagram. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. I think a lot of people treat Instagram like it's crappy and sucking and people should just leave the platforms. And I feel like that sometimes, too. But the more I think about it, they're still very much relevant. Like, I think they have more monthly active users than TikTok. True. But I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like Instagram is that older lady in your building who's like she's a free spirit and every time you see her she has a new man yeah. and a new job or she's in between jobs yeah. and but for some reason she's still able to pay all her bills and we don't know how or why <laughs> I feel like that's Instagram to me yeah, in my I, mind. That is a great, great, great analogy. I 100% agree. They just keep like every time you think they're at the end and they're not going to make it, they just keep going and going and going. And so recently this past um, late, late December, maybe their CEO put out a video saying like, hey, these are the three big things that we're going to be focusing on in 2023. And I thought it was so interesting because I feel like he does a really good job of being like present, being very visual. He makes like a video every week or every other week versus like, I don't know who the CEO of TikTok is. I've never even no. seen, I don't know what their priorities are for 2023. So I think that's really cool just how transparent he is. But um, the three things he said were a priority for them. Number one is to inspire people to be creative. And he referenced how when they started, they did they used things like photo filters, they used sound effects, they used trends as a way to get people creating content and inspiring them to be creative. The second thing was just helping people discover things that they love, which I thought was like a really good point. And the third was to spark connections, which I also thought was really interesting considering that like, I think community is going to be really important in 2023. I think the idea of trying to foster community in an app as a way to set yourself apart yeah. is what they're going for. I can see how the discover things they love bullet number two would try to help do that. But I don't know. Does the average person on Instagram want to see constantly see new images and people that they don't know, or do they just want to see their friends and the people that they're following? Or do they just want to be able to see their friends and the people that they're following? So I know that's TikTok's model. You're Even though you're following these different people, you rarely see them because you're constantly being inundated with new content that they think is similar to who you follow and what you might like. And for them, it obviously works, but I don't know. It seems like with Instagram, 
Instagram users are those like high school friends who just won't let you grow up and be great. <laughs> They're always going to remind you of your past and what right. you used to do. And right. all, we're just not letting Instagram be great. And they're trying hey. really hard to grow and move on and progress and settle down with a family. Yeah. And we're just not allowing them to do that. So yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's interesting um, what the goals are. They sound great, but. Yeah. Who, who knows? Well, only time will tell. 100%. And while I have you here, I have lots of thoughts on this, but I want to take a moment because I have something that actually has been bothering me a lot that I want to get off my chest again. Today is oh, just a, a good day. Let's just like get this all Clearly, out. Clearly, you have I, a lot to get out. Okay. I don't like when people follow you on Instagram, but they don't engage with your content. So it's like if you post a, uh, like a story or something, mm -hmm. they'll look at the story but they won't engage with the story. What do you mean engage? Like send you a fire emoji? Like if you say, um, so I, I think I said like, hey, I'm, no, no, no. I created a video saying, hey, this, I've created like a dedicated page just for like my content that I create for like my podcast content. Mm -hmm. And I put it on my old Instagram and I said, I'm going to be deleting this Instagram, follow this new Instagram. Right. Mm -hmm. And I posted it at least like six times because it obviously doesn't show it to everyone each time. Um, and the same people kept looking at it, but they didn't follow my new Instagram. And that hurt my feelings. You got a lot of beef. I, like, I do. I do. A lot. Like, like, why would you not support me? Like, I don't get that. Um, is ever does everyone have to be your supporter, though? Does everyone have to be your supporter? Yes. Does everyone on the app who happens upon your content have to support you? Well, if you're if you're my friend, I expect I expect you to. Okay. Support what me. do we mean by friend? Because like, that's a very loosely veiled term these days. What do you mean by friend? Okay. If you uh, uh, and just so I can preface this, y'all, Lloyd calls everyone his friend he'll be like oh yeah no. my friend um and i'll be like who jeff I, I don't know anyone named jeffrey and this is a fake name yeah jeffrey and i'm like wait you're talking about that guy you met at that conference two weeks ago that you had like a 10 minute conversation with okay. yeah that guy that's fair wait but you said your friend that's so fair. he uses this term very, very I loosely. Do, I do. I do. I got to work on that. But I do think <laughs> that there's people I've known for a long time that I don't feel like support my content, but I feel like they're there to like, wa they're like watchers. They're just like there. Like, <laughs> the why watchmen. are you here? Like, if I mean, you're not, have like you just asked them, hey, personally, like if you, I noticed you've looked at a lot of my videos before I'm switching over to this page. Would you mind following this page really quick? Have you just asked them? And the thing is, I've been so angry about it that I haven't <laughs> even had the chance to do that. Y'all. Like I've just been thinking to myself, gosh, when I calm down from this level of anger, wow. maybe I will engage with this person. But I do really should see what just I deal with. Him. It's a lot. Honestly. Like he's like a, a little storm, like a yeah. little thunderstorm, and it's just raging and raging on the inside, <laughs> and no one else knows about it. Most of the time, I don't even know. Yeah. I don't even know where it comes from. I know. I but know. on the outside, he's so cool, calm, and collected. To me, it gives the vibes of the people that. <laughs> you think we're like, but I don't understand. He was always so nice. He was always so, but he just snapped. This, this is the type of person right here. Yeah. If y'all ever want to know. There's a lot. How these people come to be. This is a great example of it right here. The people who just bottle it all up. It's a lot under the surface. I'm working, at, I'm working through it. <laughs> 
honestly. But I think when when you said that, I I agree that I think this idea of like community, and I think part of why I just thought of that is I think as you transition from this sort of like fake version of community, and we all know that like followers don't necessarily equal people that support and want to be your community. And so I think if Instagram could figure that out, if Instagram could figure out a way to say like, hey, we're going to transcend from the people that are just like service level followers and figure out a way where you can communicate with your more dedicated followers, that would be amazing. And I think that's part of why we see people like transition to other platforms like Facebook groups or Discord or Slack or whatever it is yeah. because they do want some of that. And I think this shallowness of like our followers doesn't really help us as creators. Right. As I'm glad you added that on the end because you kind of started to make this about you. But as <laughs> creators, like why this is important, because at the end of the day, with us putting out a Patreon Obviously, that's going to cost whoever's interested in, you know, supporting us finances. Right. And so, yeah, it's important to have a distinction and really start to have a deeper connection with at least some of your followers, because that's how you eat. That's how you feed your family. So, yeah, I I definitely get um, the incentive of of Instagram exploring beyond just who follows you and who has a natural interest because they already knew who you are or for whatever reason they found you and more to making you discoverable so that you can potentially reach more people who will actually not only just be a follower or a fan, but be like a super fan. And when they see, you know, the Patreon, it's like, oh yeah, that's definitely worth it. I want to support. So yeah. no, well, I see the the validity of that just as a creator and, and being able to eat. So no, it's cool. 100%. And I think the other interesting that thing he said in point number two was this idea of discovering new things. And when we think about social media and like the success of TikTok, I think that is why they excel. Like when you log on, you're constantly seeing new things you did not know about and for a creator that's like music to our ears right this idea that like okay you're going to be showing my content to people that could potentially love that yes sign me up and i know that that's been a priority for instagram for a while i just don't think they've been able to figure it out yet um yeah. and so i'm excited to see what they do in 2023 yeah absolutely yeah. Um, I think as we um think about sort of like what platform we spend the bulk majority of our time on how are you thinking about that? Like, what do you think? Where do you think we should be? Um, I'll be honest, y'all. I, th- I think we should be on YouTube. They're monetizing shorts now in a way that has never been done before for creators. I mean, think about TikTok, how many people joke about having millions of views and the payout being like 30 cents for all those millions of views, you know? So um, now that YouTube is announcing they're going to monetize shorts. And I think you get like, what, 40%, 43%, 45% of the ad revenue. Um, that's a big deal. Obviously, they make it a steep climb to get to that monetization point. But um, between the monetization of the short form content and, and of course, they've always had the monetization of your, your regular content. Yeah. I, I don't know what platform is better at paying creators than YouTube, honestly. 100%. That's such a great point. And it makes a, it's not even like close. Like, just to put it in context, um, TikTok has had a fund. I think it's been $1 billion, like a $1 billion fund for creators. It's like their creator fund. Um, and they have said that they're going to increase that fund to 2 billion dollars just for like United States creators, um, which is like a really big deal. Like that I think is like double what they were doing. 
Just to put that in context, I think YouTube has given away $10 billion in the last three years. And so just from like, and that's per year, by the way, so 30 billion total, like just, it doesn't even compare, right? And so um, I'm excited to see what YouTube continues to do and how they continue to pay creators and, and how that's going to work. just a quick, sorry, just a quick fact check on that. Um, so TechCrunch was one of the um, places that put an article out on this. So right now it says that TikTok pays creators through its creator fund a, from a pool of $200 million, um, which was released in the summer of 2020. Um, and at the time, TikTok said that it planned to expand that pool to $1 billion in the U.S. over the next three years and double that internationally. Um, but at the moment, by comparison, YouTube creators are paid over $30 billion in ad revenue over the last three years. That's insane. So doesn't even compare. Not even close. Obviously, TikTok is much younger than YouTube, yeah. but still, like, yeah. you know where the money is. Exactly, exactly. 100%. So I'm excited, and I agree. I think I, because of that, I also want to be on YouTube more. Um, and so I'm excited to start investing more time there. I This week, I promise you, I came like one post away from quitting Instagram and TikTok because I've been like <laughs> posting content and I hate when I post a video that I think is good, but it doesn't perform well. Yeah. And I think there's a little bit more consistency on YouTube just in understanding like, what do the I need algorithm. for a video to perform well? Yeah. 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 It's to me... I get how it's so crushing sometimes yeah. to put all that work behind a video and then Instagram or TikTok only shoots it out to a couple hundred people, if that. Yeah. Um, and it kind of makes you feel like, like, what's the point of even being on these platforms? So this year, we are definitely going to prioritize YouTube over all the other platforms. Uh, yeah. We'll still obviously be active on them with the Lloyd Not George and the Creator Hub, but... Um, YouTube is definitely going to be our main focus as far as social media. Yeah. And then, of course, our newsletter and podcast will be hand in hand. Yeah, 100 um, percent. I well, before I wrap up the show, anything else you want to get off your chest? I'm I'm good. Okay. I'm I'm great. You're the one who seems to All have right. had some issues. Yeah. But. Yeah. No, I got a few more. We'll talk about them. After. No, no need. Um, so Go I want to God. thank you all Go for to God. Uh, uh, listening. I really <laughs> appreciate it. Um, thank you so much. Ashley and I love that you support all of our content and it means the world to us. Um, again, if you want to join our Patreon, you can check out the link in the bottom. You can also check out patreon.com slash creator hub with an eight. Um, please also subscribe to our newsletter. You can do so at bigcreator.energy. That's bigcreator.energy. It'll also be linked below. Um, lastly, please don't forget to share this episode with someone that wants to start their journey as a creator. We'd really appreciate it. Have an awesome day. Peace. Bye.